couple more clips with Chelsea and then a couple more other clips we're going to do this. Um, huge podcaster, uh, commentator, Dave Rubin actually weighed in on what was going on right here. Uh, he had some very strong feelings on what Chelsea had to say. Uh, he's got a massive following. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dave Rubin. You familiar with Dave? Yeah. Um, friend, candid. Um, let's see what Dave had to say. I think it starts at 445. Back it up just a sec. Oh, sorry about that. Four twelve. We got the volume, Jorge. We good? Yeah. I don't hear anything. There it is. Lost the culture, meaning people will not even understand right, what the real issues you. are. You will basically be trying to swim yourself out of the La Brea tar pits while you're always sinking uh, because you've lost the culture. You have nothing to stand on to actually fight the political wars properly. So let's do a little culture uh, first. Uh, my buddy Adam Sosnick, who is one of the hosts over at the Patrick Bet David podcast, uh, he talks a lot about money, but he also talks a lot about dating. And uh, he did a video a couple days ago talking about how so many women right now uh, seem to be entering their 30s and 40s unmarried and unhappy. Uh, well, Chelsea Handler uh, caught wind of that. And you know Chelsea Handler. She is a quote-unquote comedian. Mostly she seems to me to be some sort of alcoholic looking for attention. But in any event, <laughs> uh, she saw the video of Adam talking about, with stats and actual factual information, how women are less married in their 30s and 40s. They're not having kids as much. And it's leading to a mental health crisis and a happiness crisis and a purpose crisis. I mean, this is a lot of Jordan Peterson-style stuff. Anyway, Chelsea saw the video of Adam, and she put... Uh, this thing together, I believe this is on the TikTok. Is it on the TikTok? So you, no, the you TikTok. saw the video. We don't need to replay the video. Uh, so we don't need to go there. Basically, Chelsea weighs in. Play the second clip of what he had to say on the tail end of that. You can do it at 1.5 speed if you want to. Gotcha. I think it starts at 9.12. So there's this weird disconnect where she's like, I don't have to pay attention to people like you because I'm rich and people love me. But she is paying attention to people like them. Uh, Patrick Bet David, who is uh, Sosnick's on his uh, show every day, uh, said this on Twitter. I thought this was quite good. Childless women are 46% more likely to report higher depression compared to mothers. Some are childless by choice. Some can't get pregnant. People who try so hard to appear happy on the outside are typically in a lot of pain. She's trying real hard. Now, that's obviously in reference to, to Chelsea Handler. Again, again, everyone has every right to make every choice cool. for themselves. I am not so trying. So the stat was 45%. Uh, childless women are 45% more likely to re report high depression, uh, and she's basically coping real hard. Um, how much of you do, do any of you guys believe that stat? Like, if you didn't have a kid, 48 years old, childless, do you think you would be a little bit more depressed? That is a great question. Um, maybe I might be sad. Why I don't have kids yet? Uh, I guess that will be the question that I would be asking myself. Is it because I can't get pregnant? Or is it because we just chose not to have kids? Um, I haven't really asked myself that question as a 24 year old, to be honest with you. So I don't have a precise answer to give you. But I do think I might be sad if I don't have kids if I want if I see myself having kids by 48. Mm -hmm. Do you think Tammy that if by age 48, you didn't have kids, you would be a percentage, one of these 46% uh, women who are more depressed than uh, women with children? Well, I'm Look into the future for a second. I'm going to say this from personal experience because when women start entering their 30s, for the most part, a lot of women are, 
oh my god i gotta have because they feel like they're on a biological right. taking time clock that they gotta hurry up and have kids and they ended up having kids with wrong people and now they're single moms and moving forward but they were in this most girls that i kept wondering like why you have think you have to have kids already you you got to find the partner the right person you're not thinking about that but I, a lot of women feel like their 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 clock is ticking that they got to have kids for the most part some don't want to have kids and for the most a lot of my friends have kids but a lot of them are single moms so that plays a big part i will have depression if i have a kid and i'm a single mom having to figure it out that's my depression that, that's my I get anxiety thinking about it. Okay, great, great, <clears throat> great opening right there. I guess, what is your biggest fear? How about that? That is my biggest fear. I do not want to be a single mom. I know what a lot of my friends go through. I don't want to, like, it's scary. So that is why it is so important to me to find the right partner, to make sure we both have the same ideologies, religion, everything goes into effect now. When you get into your 30, that wisdom, that experience plays the biggest part because this is now the rest of your life. And hopefully I could continue my family's tradition and be married for forever. So your biggest fear is uh, being a single Mom. Single mom, basically. Yeah. Gotcha. If I don't have the per right partner, but to be honest, I I always say I, I, I believe in God. I always say I'm walking in my purpose. I, I have a lot of faith in mm -hmm. my prayers. And so far, everything that I have mentally thought has came. So I do feel like I'm going to find the right person because now by this time and age and all this experience that I've gotten over the time mm -hmm. has given me the wisdom that I need to say, hey, I know who the par the right partner is. Elizabeth, what would you say your biggest fear is? Relationship-wise? Yeah, life-wise, like in your life. like you know. In life, my biggest fear is dying unhappy, like looking back and realizing I made mistakes. Like regrets would be my biggest fear. Um, Relationship-wise, I guess my marriage not working out, but I don't see that happening. So I don't really have those kind of fears, but just one day getting to that point when you look back and realize you wasted your life, worrying at least about the okay. wrong things. Clarissa, I'm gonna come to you last. Uh, biggest fear. Oh, you're looking at Yeah, me. go ahead. Go <laughs> I would say um, living an unfulfilling life, like not feeling like I have any purpose or just not liking what I do, waking up every morning and like dreading to start the day. I think gotcha. that's my biggest fear. And nothing to do with husband, wife, family, kids, nothing of that. It's just personal. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I definitely agree with her point about being a single mom because I grow up in a household where my mom, like, she was raising kids on her own. And I think honestly that might've played a role as to why I don't want to have kids. Mm -hmm. Cause I saw the position that my mom was in mm -hmm. and that's tough. And I think that's a great um, reason as to why a lot of women are single and not having kids right now. I feel like a lot of kids grew up in broken homes mm -hmm. and they witnessed what their mom went through and they're like, that's just not going to be me. I'm not going to follow her footsteps. Gotcha. How about you Flo? Biggest fear. My biggest fear, I think, would be, again, tapping into what these ladies were saying, just living an unfulfilling life. Uh, by the grace of God, I know what my purpose is, and that's what I'm working towards, and kind of backtracking how you asked me if I would uh, regret making the decision of waiting a few more years before I want to get married and things like that. But I think that, again, purpose is a beautiful thing. It's a roller coaster. Um, with ups and downs just like life, but the sun always shines after the rain, so. We got Annie in the house right here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, Clarissa. Yeah. Ricky, Martin, Annie, we just yeah. have all of these great phrases I grew up references. with, so. Clarissa, biggest fear. I mean, you're, you're the only one on the panel with children. 
So a lot of what this conversation that Dave Rubin essentially initiated was that 46% of women without children have a higher uh, propensity to depression. You have children. You said that's been your greatest honor in life, greatest accomplishment in life. What would, I guess, be your biggest fear? Um, honestly, at this point, uh, staying stationary or stagnant, not growing. Um, every day I, I learn, I thrive, I develop, I build, um, and I see my kids growing, and I see them thriving, and I see progression happening. So, um, I mean, I live a fulfilled life. Like, I could honestly die tomorrow, and I would die happy. Like, my kids are thriving. My husband is thriving. We're at a really good place. Um, I am happy, and I feel fulfilled now. Um, so my biggest fear is not growing. So if I just if everything stopped and everything ceased and, and I didn't want more and I didn't, like, strive for building and developing, that would be my biggest fear. Or my kids not choosing to develop and build and strive for more, um, which is a, a huge reason as to why we're here with Patrick and this company is um, we were sort of stagnant um, in our old life. Like we felt like we had hit the, the peak of where we were supposed to be. Um, and then it just it felt like growth had stopped. Um, and here we were introduced to Patrick and saw so much growth and so much potential. And it was basically a rocket ship. And we thought there's so much more out there than you realize. And so surrounding yourself with people who are constantly elevating themselves, who are constantly reinventing, who are constantly adapting um, is something that I love. It's, that's why it was a no-brainer to become a part of the company, to expose my kids to you and Tom Ellsworth and everyone that we get to associate on a regular basis. It's like this is the best place to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's a, cut that up for a commercial <laughs> right now. Hello, yeah, I think from a, from a guy's perspective, this is a guy, I think um, most men, uh, I would say the biggest fear is just being average. You know, men do not want to look in the mirror and be like, I just have an average life and an average wife and an average lifestyle. I think you want more out of life. And for a man, you kind of got to go out there with your spear and your bow and arrow and attack the world and go get that fulfilled life. Go get a life of status and success and money and women and network and relationships. And a man kind of has to go do that. And women do that too. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. That's a newer thing. But men have been doing that. We're built for this type of lifestyle, right? And I love your rocket ship analogy. The famous quote from uh, Sheryl Sandberg, uh, COO, not CEO, hello, uh, Facebook was uh, if someone gives you a ticket to a rocket ship, don't ask what seat you're on. Just get the fuck on the rocket ship. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what's going on here at Valuetainment. Just like rocket ship this thing up. All right, next clip. Let's talk a little bit of marriage right now uh, specifically. Uh, we talked earlier about like, well, I don't know if that's really Chelsea's message. Don't have babies. Don't get married. I think it's kind of a joke. Well, let's watch some of these clips and let's see if she's really joking about that. Here's Chelsea's take on marriage. Keep in mind, this is a 48-year-old woman, not married, no kids, probably just justifying her life. Watch this clip. Oh, hi there. You caught me waking up from my slumber, enjoying every inch of my bed. You know why? Because I'm single and I don't have to share it with anyone. If I want to sleep diagonally, or upside down, or like a starfish, or on all fours, I'm going to do it. And you know why? Because I'm not married. Sleeping alone means you get the best sleep of the night every night. 
You don't have to worry about your partner snoring or them slashing you in the middle of the night with their big toe. No more waking up and wondering, is that an elbow in my back or an erection? <laughs> you deserve to do what you want in your bed whenever you want. And if that's housing a rotisserie chicken in it at 1 a.m. like a rabid raccoon, so be it. You know why? Because you're not married. Marriage, it's not that great. Okay. Uh, I don't know if uh, I'm not sure. She said she wasn't sure if there was an elbow or an erection that was waking her up. I guarantee you it's most likely an elbow, if you know what I'm saying. Um, she's basically, I get that this is comedy. I get that this is a joke. I get that this is social media. I get that we're solving for views. I get that. But this is also her reality. And she's making fun of herself. So to empower women to basically say, marriage ain't that great, okay? So you're married, happily, married, happily, even though yesterday you said on the podcast. Yeah, apparently I can't make jokes. Okay. People yeah. didn't like that. You <laughs> want to be happily married? <laughs> Absolutely. You want to be happily married In someday? You kind of want to be happily married someday? I would someday. like to. I you would like just, to? Yeah, the kids was the... Okay, the gotcha. Yeah. That's what you're 50-50. So when she's doing these commercials... Um, advocating for not getting married. Is it really still a joke or is she actually kind of trying to justify her existence? What would you say? It just seems like she's normalizing that like you don't really have to be married. She, like at the end it says marriage. You can say no. Like you don't have to get married. Like it's not like a cross it off your bucket list thing. Like you can be single. Like it's fine. It's, it, for, to me it doesn't seem like she's pushing some sort of agenda. It's more like hee hee. Like just like shits and giggles. Okay. But she's like the reality is, and I don't want to get dark here. Uh, she's going to die alone. And some women are okay with that. I mean, I personally, I can see my, like, if I were to be like unmarried, single, and childless, like I can see myself dying alone, like happily. Like I don't see that being a problem for me. Personally. I feel like that is the worst outlook, the most unfulfilling life. And you're talking to a. 42-year-old guy out there partying South Beach. Like, she wants to be, like, she is me, I am her, that kind of a thing. There's, I don't know any dude that thinks like that. I don't know any dude, playboy, alpha, gentleman, whatever you want to call I don't know any guy that's like, yeah, die alone. Definitely down for that. No, they want a woman in their life. She's, she's more masculine than the most masculine dudes I know. And whether you call it comedy or whether you call it satire or whether it's like, a sad comedy or like a it's sad to me you think that it's okay to die alone a hundred percent like what's wrong with that you know like so, to each their own like some people can't die alone some people need a partner some people feel like they accomplish something with having kids it's their greatest accomplishment but other people don't necessarily need to fit that lifestyle like some right. people are totally fine well let's with find that. out from the panel Flo <laughs> you ready to die alone <laughs> Um, am I ready to die alone? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Adam. You go to um, bed, you go to sleep, you're 80 years old, you got no husband, you got no kids, you've lived your whole life, maybe you got some money in the bank. Hey, time to go to my funeral. Who showed up? Fucking nobody. How do you feel? 
well, I'll be dead. So I, yeah. <laughs> I um, but that is not what I see for my future. That is not what I want, you know. And and I love this because it's we're all we all have different opinions, 100%. and that's okay, you know. Some of us um, want to die alone. Some of us want to have white kids and family. I get it. All right, Tammy, you ready to die alone? Oh no, I don't want to. You heard that sigh, that deep breath. <laughs> I heard that thing. But the reality is, when you die, you die. You don't know if you're gonna be alone or with someone at the time. It's kind of like where you're at at the time. Um, That's when you're dead. But like, yeah, you're. But I wouldn't want to. No, that kind of suck. Do it at the end. Okay. You ready to die alone? No. no? Definitely not. No. Why not? Um, I don't know, like I said, my biggest fear is, you know, dying with regrets. And I think, no offense again to anyone that has those ideas, I'm sure to each their own, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I think if I looked back and I had no one next to me, then I'd have quite a few regrets. Um, Let me ask you guys a question. Uh, Judgment-free zone. Who's to blame for this type of mindset? If we could put blame somewhere, is it society? Is it uh, modern-day feminism? Is it that a lot of men suck? Right? Is it that men have traditionally been the patriarchy and they've never let a woman do what she wanted to do? They kept them down. Why do women have this type of mindset? Put like I'm not a chick. I don't understand why. Uh, who's to blame for this type of mentality? If you could place some blame, go ahead, Flo. Honestly, I'm gonna mention something that you did not mention, and I really, genuinely do believe that it's the lack of a father. Um, not growing up with a father figure, not seeing your dad love your mom or bring her roses or treat her the way that you're supposed to be treated when you get to a certain age. I think that's a huge role. Or seeing your mom getting beat up and not experiencing a beautiful, um, happy life with your family, right? A happy mom, happy dad, happy-go-lucky, etc. I think that that has a huge role in it. Or growing up with a single mom. You know, and seeing how she was mentioning that she saw her mom uh, struggling yeah, to raise her. Her, her kids. And, and they're like, damn, you know what? Maybe this is not something that I see myself because I saw the struggle. Or you can have a different outlook and be like, I saw this. And when it's my time, that's exactly the opposite of what I want mm-hmm. to have. I want to make the difference and I want to break those generational curses or those generational uh, things that I saw. That well, I said, Tammy, who's to blame? No, like. That's very important because I grew up in a very well-rounded house with mom and dad, and my dad being alpha, of course. So I kind of lived that morally as a Cuban, and then I lived this American life and society and what we paint it to be nowadays. And this woman empowerment thing has been really big as well. We got to take that in consideration. And like you said, in society now, the percentages are starting to increase mm-hmm. for single moms, divorces, uh, a lot of these women trying to make it on their own and raising kids. Like I, I admire the fact that I want to build that same household and that union because I know what toll it takes on kids at the end of the day. You want to have those qualities to have a mom and a dad. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the, that, that's, a, that's very important to Let's me. play a game. I just thought of a game. We're going to have fun right now, right? <laughs> like, have a sip of water, let's play a game. I would like each of us, and you guys at home let us know in the chat, but we're going to play a game right now. I want you to say the best and the worst thing about what I'm about to tell you. So the best, like here's what I think is great about this, and here's what I think is the worst about this. You ready? Uh, feminism. Let's talk about feminism. What has been the best thing that feminism has done, especially modern day feminism, right? Because there's been different waves of feminism. We don't need to do a feminism class right now. What's been the best and the worst outcome of feminism? Go ahead, we'll go around the panel. 
Um, I'd say the best would be just allowing women to feel confident. I think a lot of girls either get bullied like I did or grow up in like weird situations at home and don't really have the ability or like the know-how of how to like believe in themselves and love who they are. And that can be really difficult for a girl growing up because we go through obviously a lot of horrible things to do with puberty and adolescence. So I'd say allowing girls to feel confident in themselves and who they are. The worst part would probably be the dislike that many have for men um, without any reason. Gotcha. Go down the list. I'm going to mirror what you said uh, in the confidence of knowing that women are capable of anything that they set their mind to. Um, That's fantastic. My daughter uh, is a very firm believer in that she can do anything that she wants to. The negative um, is the fact that they seem to think that they don't need a man. And it's not to say that you don't need a man, but there are certain things that men are just great at. They are good at comforting you. They are good at supporting you. They are good at being there for you. So um, you don't need them, but they are sure nice to have around. Yeah. Shout out to Leo. (laughs) Uh, Best and worst uh, situation with feminism. I believe the the women's rights and the stuff that we have been able to accomplish with um, a lot of the support that we get and doing things like we could also do it we have the confidence given that I think it's very important to have that union and have that partner to help uplift those beliefs and those uh, those things that you do want to do as a woman I think uh, the downside I believe is yeah we people start women start thinking they can do things on their own and this is how you get more single moms out there and more stuff out there that you know might not be good for society at the same time and your kids okay Flo? I love being a woman in the 21st century because I am encouraged to use my voice. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about feminism. Um, But I do have to agree with them as well with saying that one of the worst things about feminism is thinking that you don't need a man. And I disagree. You may not need them to be happy, to make you happy, but they are good to have around and be your support system, I do believe. Go ahead, Gusta. Um, I would say feminism has played a role in like putting a spotlight on a lot of women's issues that need to be highlighted and in order to fix a problem you need to see that the problem is there so a lot of things in feminism they just like you know show a problem like hey like this is an issue like let's fix it and i think that's a really big positive thing um the negative i will agree with you with the dislike of men it's it's actually very prevalent and i noticed in myself when i started um doing a lot of research and like being real like indulging myself in that kind of content i found myself having that hatred as well and it took me a while to kind of rewire my brain to think differently because if that's the viewpoint or like the mindset that I have towards men, I'm going to keep attracting those types of people. And like, I need to rewire to see that, you know, men are good. Like I might have had a lot of bad experiences, but that doesn't necessarily generalize the population as a whole. You said that at one point you sort of developed a hatred towards men? Yes, because honestly, I was seeing so many women speak out about their horrible stories that I related to. And I was like, wow, like, I'm not the only person who experienced something like this. Like 90% of women apparently have experienced this. Like men are to blame. Like men are the problem. But experience what exactly? I would honestly say like rape and sexual assault. Like you think 90% of women have been raped. The statistics are very high. I'm not 90, but one in one in three to four women have experienced sexual assault. And like, I was just every woman that I've talked to personally, at least friends, they had their own story. Like there's not one single woman I knew that was like, Nothing bad has ever happened to me. It's just, it's really rare to find those women. Do you guys agree with those stats? I don't know if that's the exact stat, but I agree it's higher than people realize. And it does make Sexual people assault? hate men. Yeah. Okay. 
I cannot speak to that because I've never experienced it or have spoken to anybody who's gotcha. experienced it. Gotcha. Tammy? I've never experienced it either. I, I, as having a dad, number one, yeah. I hated those conversations when I was younger, but it played a very important role to not be and put in that position or in that situation. What kind of, conver- what kind of conversation <laughs> do you have with your dad? Let's, let's go. My, fa- my father comes from a very militant background, so he was a very... Ain't no Cuban, guy coming. Bro. Yeah, super Cuban and very macho, and 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 he comes from a very uh, harsh background. So, my father, if it had not been for my father growing up with a man in the house, I would have made a lot of mistakes that would have landed me in a lot of bad situations, which I could save a lot of my friends that didn't have fathers, kind of put put themselves in the situation that then led to something a little worse. Well, a lot worse, but like that. So I do believe that the stats are up to that and we don't know about because a lot of women don't want to talk about it because yeah. they feel very ashamed, very belittled, or, or, or they just don't, don't want to talk about it. So, but it's very big. All right, well, I guess that yeah. begs the question. Do you think that's most men are sexually harassing women or no. it's a small minority of scumbag dudes that are giving men a bad name? Um... I, gen- I, I don't think most men are out here like assaulting women. I think um, it's a few men that, you know, probably assault many women. They're just like, that's their thing. Like they get away with it. So they do it over and over mm-hmm. again. Um, but so I where do you think those few men should uh, belong? In prison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I, I'm just speaking candidly for a second. Like I'm, I'm a dude. I'm friends. I played football, basketball. I'm like a guy's guy. Dude. <laughs> No guys operate like this. And if I had any friends that operate, that were sexually harassing, God forbid, graping women, <clears throat> disrespecting women, yeah. I'm like, bro, you're a fucking piece of shit. What are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. it's on men to call out other men. Yeah. And I think, and I think you were just kind of being like a little ostentatious with the stats. I don't even think it's 1% of men that are doing these types of things. I think there are bad apples out there. That's like, even whether it's, uh, any profession, there's always going to be some bad apples and I think it's incumbent on men to call out other men. But I think that's part of what feminism has taught is that all men or most men are doing this where the reality is I think we, like, you have two sons. How many of you guys have brothers? Have you, have brother. Brother. you have a brother? You have a brother. You have a brother. I have two, yeah. You have two brothers. Mm-hmm. Are they out there running around graping women? I mean, no, I wouldn't okay. think so. But So, like, if you have brothers, <laughs> how do you sort of like the cognitive dissonance of having brothers who I assume are good people to then hating men. How does that work? Well, it's not like hating all men, but it's just like when a person goes over an experience over and over, it's like PTSD essentially. Like if you get into a car accident, like you're going to be scared to drive because of these instances that happened throughout my life. Like I grew, like I developed like a fear of men. It was just like a scary, like that's just how it works in the brain at least. Gotcha. What were you going to say? Um, you said if you have like fathers, brothers, like yeah. how does that result in that thinking? It's actually exactly how I thought. So if you ask anyone until I was uh, 21 when I met my husband, my entire life I said I'm never getting married, I'm never having kids because no man will ever compare to my brother or my dad because yeah. I had met so many horrible people. So I think it's because they are actually so good that I figured I would never be treated the way that my dad treats my mom or I know my brother will treat someone. So I thought I would end up alone because of that. All right. Well, speaking of men, let, we're on this game that we just kind of got a little sidetracked <laughs> for a second. Uh, we just talked about some of the best and the pros and the cons of feminism. Let's talk about the best and the worst of 
being a man and being masculine, right? Or as a lot of people say, toxic masculinity. <laughs> what are some of the best things that you can attribute to men? And what do you think are some of the worst? Go ahead. The best, I guess, would be how comforting they can be in like the most masculine manly way. Like truly when you need you know, to cry in someone's arms, like you want, at yeah. least I want to go to a man. I walk around the office at Valuetainment. <laughs> Everyone like, just cries. Kelly, whether it's <laughs> Kelly, Natalia, and I see that, I'm like, do you need a hug? They're like, I really do. <laughs> like just, women need a hug sometimes, yeah. straight up. Guys, a word to the wise out there. Whether it's your girl, whether it's your mom, whether it's a sister, whether it's a friend, whether it's a coworker, do not try to talk to these beautiful emotional creatures <laughs> and talk them off the ledge. Nothing you're going to say is going to help them. Just say... Okay. Do you need a hug? And they're going to be like, yeah, I really do need a hug. Look at all the girls just like nodding. Go give your girl a hug. There you go. All right. Uh, the worst? Yeah. I don't even know. I think just like the really, the men that take it too far and become like cocky, obnoxious, horrible people. Okay. Well, there's a difference between cocky, confident, obnoxious, <laughs> and horrible. So like, it's sort of linear. How would you... I mean, any What's of those the things. The frat boys. The frat boys? Yeah. What's wrong with frat boys? A lot of things. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> so many They used to drink Bud Light. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I didn't date that many of them, but yeah. the ones I knew were pretty shitty. But I feel like most chicks kind of like frat guys. And then no? they look back and they go, I made a really big mistake. Yes. But they, but they <laughs> usually will keep returning back to that same mistake. And then they end up like Chelsea Handler. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, Chelsea. It's not just me digging you today. The lovely Elizabeth is. Uh, so your biggest mistake is fratty boys. Yes. But can't you just say that's like kind of like boys being boys? Maybe, but again, like my brother was never. That's like that me way. saying I hate sorority girls. What do you hate about sorority girls? Everything. They're just like pretty and clicky <laughs> and very feminine and girly. It's like, yeah, kind of like sorority girls. I don't know. Yeah. And no. I keep returning back to them for some reason. Yeah, and that's why you're single because yeah. you return to sorority girls. Man, well, I'm gonna keep running through these sorority girls. I'll tell you that much. Um, Clarissa, uh, what is the best part of men, and what is as a married woman, I've, not to put Leo's business out there. I have limited experience. Like, I've got one. I don't mean, like, dating men, because you I think Leo married, is amazing. But men in general. Like, you've been around men before. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What's the, what do you appreciate the most about men, your husband, and what do you think is wrong with men mm, in general? You? Clearly not other men, Leo, if you know what I'm talking about. Wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> Men who have uh, values that are strong and they speak to them. So they speak to them to my boys. So um, my boys are around you. My boys are around Patrick. My boys are around Leo. So men with strong family values um, who are taught to respect women. Um, and speaking to that, uh, speaking to truth, uh, speaking to having a strong work ethic, speaking to having a drive, um, and kind of instilling those values in my boys and, and kind of demonstrating firsthand what it means to be a man, to provide, mm -hmm. uh, to protect, uh, to respect. Um, all of those things are invaluable like I can't show my boys that so somebody needs to be the example mm -hmm. and so in having children and having boys that are becoming men having good role models is essential to the survival of the species yeah, there, there's a stat out there actually Pat was the one that pointed <clears throat> this out they said you know ideal situation is the traditional nuclear family of mother father children boom 
And then they said, so that's the ideal situation for, for your kids to turn out a well-functioning member of society. And then what was interesting is when raised by a single mother, there was a drastic fall off in the children, in their behavior, in their grades, in their friends. And it just, you know, kind of like your biggest fear. And then they showed a stat of single fathers. And it was the exact same outcome of a two-parent household. So that just speaks to the, 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 the need for a man to be in the household, the leadership right there. Whereas two-parent household not ideal. Worst situation for a kid is a single mother. But just being raised by a single father, almost equal amount of a two-parent household. So not to get all socioeconomic right now, a lot of people say sort of the demise of the black uh, African-American family unit is being raised by single mothers. And that's sort of a stat that gets thrown out there. And it's like, maybe there's a point right there. And don't get mad at me because a black woman, Candace Owens, pointed that out. Anyway, uh, so that worst situation, that worst thing you see from men. I love it. You can't name one. Amazing. (laughs) Shout out to the men out there. Zero issues. um, I don't have a bad thing to say because any issues that have arised have been discussed and kind of processed. So, I mean, is there, is Leo perfect? Absolutely not. Um, But I think with enough understanding and enough communication going back and forth, I, I don't have an issue of like, this thing about men is something that I just cannot awesome. understand. Good to know that the biggest flaw that men have is that we're not perfect. It's awesome, but you know, we're held to a high standard. <laughs> Best thing about men and the worst thing about men. I believe Tammy Torres. At will. I think the security, the 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 uh, a man being a, having a man around is very important because I mean I know this firsthand because of my family and the values and. I'm not going to say I'm perfect, but I came out pretty well-rounded compared to a lot of my other friends. And we don't see eye-to-eye on certain things because it's like their perspectives on households and how they were brought up were different from mine. But I think it's very important because uh, a man does bring that security that makes you feel like that protection. And I see that because my mom. I see how my mom feels about my dad and how she wants him around and I, I I value that I see that and I think it's beautiful and I hope to have that one day the downside is you are children at the end of the day deep down it's kind of like you got to train a dog a certain way and it's like listen no don't do that or this or that but it's like it, it I feel like you always want to get your way on things and I and I have this battle with my dad because it's like okay I couldn't deal with a man like that because he's very uh very this is the way and this is it but i'm like dude you can't you can't even tell me why you can't you know so i think it's very important to have that connection and that understanding with both so but i i like we're like we're like fun puppies you know those no puppies Shamari, give me your best puppy face right there. I mean, who doesn't want to take that home right there? That's a, that's a beautiful British bulldog right there. <laughs> best thing and worst thing about men. Go ahead. I'll start off with the worst thing. Oh, shit. Um, you want to go right there? <laughs> no, no. I think one of the worst things could possibly be that men have great ears because they can hear everything, but are they good listeners? So I think maybe that's something that as men, you mm-hmm. guys can work. I'm not saying that all men are the same in that aspect. I'm talking from uh, my point of view. But I want to say that the best thing that a man is is definitely that when I say the head, I'm saying like 
I don't know how to describe it, because I see it, but I don't know how to describe it. Um, someone that I can feel comforted by. You know how you were saying, do you need a hug? Oh my God, and I'm a hugger, so that automatically. I'm gonna give you like, a hug after the show. Oh, please. <laughs> if only you so. say more nice things about men. Okay. <laughs> no, but definitely, I think that men are the three P's. It's protector, provider. What's the third one? Being present. And present. Being ready for a hug. Exactly, being ready for a hug. Being able to listen to me, making me feel understood, mm. you know, so. I think that's we like went. when we interviewed so many of your lovely models at Model Volleyball, that was like the number one thing that women were basically saying they're lacking is that I just want to be heard. I want mm -hmm. a man to, like I told you this story about where um, the girl I was dating at the time, she's like, we're doing our five love languages and her number one thing was quality time. And I'm like, quality time. We live together. You work for me. Like we go on vacation <laughs> together. We spend 24 fucking hours a day. She's like, but I just need five minutes with you. I'm like, you have 24 hours with me. She's like, I just need five minutes alone. Women need yeah. that connection. And for a dude who's busy and doing some stuff, it's yeah. very hard to do. It's the end of the day debrief. There yeah. it is. Yeah. The circle. With the, yeah. the circle of trust with the panties and all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead. I would say men are a great safe space. Like uh, they just make you feel comfortable and just like any problem, they're great problem solvers. Like any problem you have, like they'll give you a solution. They'll kind of like, you might be all over the place and they'll be able to like get you back around and be like this, this and this, like yeah. you're good. It's just a great, a comforting. But do you want men to actually solve your problems or you just want them to That's the thing. hear your problems? I would say it's like, 50, sometimes I just want to like, just hear me out and just be like, yeah, you know what? You had a shitty day, but don't tell me how to solve the shitty day. Just like, yeah, yeah you know, you had a rough day. Like, so the best in. thing about them, you don't want them <laughs> to do. Yeah, yeah. Baby, give me a Bring it in. So they're great problem solvers, but don't solve my problem. <laughs> Well, sometimes I'm asking for a problem to be solved and sometimes I just want you to relate or just yeah. like hear me out. Like I'm just having a bad day. Like just validate my emotions. Like that, tell me, yes, I, you know what? Like yes. I feel And there you. it is. That's the difference that between men and women. This is yes. men are from Mars. Women are yes. from Venus. Yeah. Like class 101 is in session. Yep. Whereas if Shamari goes, hey man, I'm having this problem with my girl. Here's the situation. I'm having this problem at work. You know, what should I do? I'd be like, well, you got to tell her this. You got to go buy her some flowers. You got to go tell your boss this. He's like, thanks, man. Appreciate the advice. He's After I give him the advice, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's all that advice stuff? I just wanted you to hear me out and give me a hug, buddy. I'm like, you're adorable, guy. But that's not what I'm built for. But that's kind of what you're saying women are, want is, yeah. hey, I'm having this problem. Here's what I'm dealing with. Don't offer any solutions. Just give me a hug. Yeah, mm -hmm. like it, like... Oh, gentlemen, this is game 101 for your lady. It really is. Like, oh, like, don't cry, but it's like, I'm already crying. Like, just tell me that, like, it's okay to feel sad. Like, <laughs> pat me in the don't back. Cry, don't cry, don't like, cry, don't cry. Everything's fine. Like, don't All worry. Right. Like, it's just like, I'm already crying. I'm already in a bad mood. Like, it just validate that, like, it's okay for me to feel how I feel and just comfort me in this. Worst part of men, as a former male hater who's changed her <laughs> former, life. Former, that's around. the key word. Thank yes. you. <laughs> um, I would say. I would say violence and aggression. I feel like a lot of men have trouble expressing their emotions and like, instead of like really sitting with their feelings, like they'll punch a hole in the wall or like they'll beat someone up. Like, yeah. I think yeah. that's a, that's a big problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of hear you on that, um, but uh, that's dudes being dudes. Yeah, well. <laughs> Take it outside, gentlemen. Don't Safe do it in space. the house. Debriefing time. Yeah. Debriefing time. All right. We got about 15 minutes left, and I want to kind of rapid fire some stuff here. So if I do happen to cut you off, it's because 
you know, we got to pay some bills and cut to a commercial. Uh, we were talking about marriage right here. There's an Instagram clip right here. Uh, they often say that you know, women, you know, focus on getting the ring and, you know, the wedding, but not necessarily the marriage. So I want to show you this clip real, uh, real quick. We'll do a quick reaction. Give us your feedback. And we'll check it on the other side. Do you have that Instagram clip? Hit volume. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off the volume. Okay, so there was a woman basically putting the ring on and then realizing, oh shit, this actually comes with responsibilities <laughs> and things that I have to do. It's not just a ring. Oh, I have to take out the garbage. Oh, I have to you know, wash the sheets. Oh, I got to deal with the kids. Oh, all right, I'm throwing the wing, ring in the garbage. Um, you know, wedding is a weekend of fun. Marriage is a lifetime. It's not easy. As you know, you've been married how long? Four years. Four years. 20. 20 years. Zero. Zero. <laughs> zero. Okay. Yeah, we know, we know, we know, we know. Um, um, what, what do you think would, uh, I guess, what's your biggest fear of getting married for the ones that are not married? And to the ones that are married, what makes you a great wife? So let's go this way. What makes you a great wife? Jeez. Um, honestly, I think just that I love him more than anything in the entire world. And I want him to be happy more than I want myself to be happy. So, really? But he also wants you to be. That's why it works. That's why it works. Wow. Look yeah. at that. Selfless. Dun, dun, wow. da, da. <laughs> Clarissa, I mean, we can spend the next seven hours doing a podcast of what makes you a great wife. <laughs> but if you can uh, boil it down to, you know, less than 30 seconds, what makes you a great wife? Um, I'm attuned to my husband's needs and I'm able to react to things when he needs them. So if he's feeling a certain way, I know exactly what to say based on the emotion or the, the face that's there. I know exactly what to say. Um, I spend, I'm literally that person that spends a 24 hours with their husband. So I, I go to the office with Leo. I spend the day at the office. We have events together. Um, so I am that person, but at the mm -hmm. same time, um, we run kind of like parallel paths. So he kind of stays in his lane and does his thing. I'm very attuned to what he does. I know the ins and outs of the business. I want to be able to support and encourage. But at the same time, I want to know what's going on because it's not only his business, it's my business and it's my livelihood. So what's going on with him, I need to be attuned to. Got it. Okay. What's going to make the lovely Tammy a good wife when she finds a hot 25-year-old guy in the next <laughs> 6 to 12 months? Oh. Not going for the 25-year-olds no more, okay? We're gonna I've been there, done that, there. all right? We're not doing that. She's reformed. Ooh, yeah. So I believe, taking it from people that have been in marriages for a long time, and I agree with everything she's said with as far as being attentive, listening, trying to making that union work with, with both of our, you know, ideologies and making them work together i think that it's very important taking a step back when i know i need to not trying to be the alpha or or you know over empowering the man sometimes you know they they tend to want to lead and allowing him to do so but then when there's you know issues i feel like i i want an explanation and i like the the you know having that compatibility of conversating and coming to, to an agreement on something, you know? Respect. But I think it's very, having respect most importantly, very, very, very important. Oh, I was just saying I respect oh, your no. answer, but then I just <laughs> no, queued up, that, yeah. No, no, but that is another <laughs> one. Respect. Before anything, I think in any relationships yes. that I have been in the past, and by the way, I've had very long relationships, 
I don't, when I get in a relationship, I'm in it to win it. That's it. And I, I like, I become very submissive depending on how he earns it. It's very important for, it can't just be any man. You have to earn that position as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that I I stand by that a lot. Um, But most importantly, I mean, coming to an understanding with someone and, and I think making a good husband and a good wife is very important. Okay. Flo. Truly. Soon to be uh, wifey of the year candidate. <laughs> Go ahead. What's going to make um, you a uh, amazing wife? I believe that us as women, we are incubators, helpers, and cultivators. So knowing that, <laughs> knowing that. <laughs> what? What was that? <laughs> no. You see, every yeah, time I yeah, speak, you come up because he makes facial expressions. <laughs> we are the incubators. <laughs> I'm thinking incubators. All right. <laughs> The cultivators, right? Yeah. And helpers. And Absolutely. I love so much what Clarissa said about maybe I don't have to know, but I want to know because it is my business and it is my livelihood. Mm-hmm. And women are not the only ones that have bad days. Men have bad days as well. And maybe they might not be able to communicate it as well. But if I'm around or if I at least have some insight, maybe I can be the listener or the helper. And okay, maybe he just needs to take a minute to rest. I can step in and help in whatever it is that I need to do. So I believe that's what makes me a great future wifey. One alpha, (laughs) dating an even bigger alpha. (laughs) Tell me how this double alpha situation is going to work out. Why are you going to be a great wife? I submit to you if, you know, you prove that you're worthy. (laughs) And so that's, you know, that's great. Anyways, um, I would say I bring a lot of light to people's days. Um, I'm very supportive of your dreams. Like whatever your dream might be, like I'm there to like push you and, you know, support you to take that path. I think I also add a lot of fun to the relationship in regards to like, you know, I'll plan dates. Like, I'll take you on a date. Like, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, like, you know, dinner's on me tonight. Oh, like, shit. let's go over yes. here. Let me get freshened up, girl. Let me go do yeah. my makeup right quick. And just like, just like the little things, like surprises with like, you know, little gifts here and there. Just, you know, things to excite and like keep that spark going in the relationship. Okay, how about this? I you know, because sometimes I think of things on the top of my head. I'm just going straight off the dome right now. <laughs> what do you think is, if there's a quality, I, I, we're running out of time here. What quality should men avoid i'm talking red flags like do not marry that woman bro what's the type of quality that a man should avoid you know women you know these conversations what type of woman or what type of quality within a woman would make a horrible wife let's start with the women who are married clarissa what are the type of men to avoid a type of women to avoid or men if you're that kind of thing um yes girls Yes, girls. Yeah, people that are just always saying yes to everything. So one of the things that Leo says he loved about me was the fact that I was not a yes girl. So like somebody that will take your opposition and kind of challenge you in a way. Challenge you, but in a nice feminine way and say, hey, have you considered this? Rather than like... I mean, there's certain ways of getting what you want. Um, But yes, uh, a yes girl is definitely someone you want to avoid. Elizabeth. I was going to say something similar, but I'll say a woman who wants to change you. Like, in general, I know a lot of girls who come to me saying they met the love of their life. Um, he's not what they want just yet, but they're going to rebrand them into whatever it is that they're going to marry one day. And I think that's you really You think there's something sign. wrong with that? If you want to make them better, like a better version of themselves, yeah. that's great. If you want to make them what you wish they were because you don't have the time or the energy to find someone else who's that, that's not a What's great the famous sign. quote? I'll probably butcher it, but, like, women marry a man uh, expecting that he'll change, but exactly. he never does. Men want a woman uh, not to change. And she does. And she, uh, and she does. Yeah. Right? 
It's rough out there, y'all. It's rough out there in these streets. Okay, go ahead. We're, type of woman to avoid. I mean, you're in L.A. I, I can drive down the street and say, avoid that, avoid that, avoid that, avoid that. That one right there. All right. Who should a man avoid? Overall, I, and this goes for men and women. A What's person, that? This would go for men and okay. women. Because I think it's a very general way of seeing it. A person with no purpose. A person with no um, ambition, a per- uh, that has nothing going for themselves because it's going to pull you back along the way as well. As long, a person that just is, is draining because that's like energy. I feel like you're, you're supposed to uplift people. And sometimes when you find, a, whether it's a female or male, you want to be with a person that's uplifting and motivates you and wants to keep pushing and, 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 and makes you a better person and, one, and vice versa. Okay. Um, I guess I have this insight because of our line of work. We're professional models, and I think I would tell a guy to avoid someone who's jealous um, because since as a model, like, for example, I've had done bridal shoots where I've had to hug the guy and I've had to hold his hand, and if my partner is not okay with that, I mean, it's, it's my job. I'm not doing anything. It means nothing. It's simply posing for a picture, and if... Sorry. You're saying a jealous vice, woman. Vice versa, yes. Oh, yeah. A jealous woman and vice versa as well, you know. But if a woman is not okay with the man holding another girl's hand or hugging her around the waist, putting her arm around the shoulder, you know, it, it, it depends, right? And again, I say this from our line of work because mm-hmm. that's what we do. Um, and I ask myself, like, would I be okay with that, knowing that it's his job? Okay, it's his job. Um, I'm okay with it. However, are you giving me a reason to doubt you? as a woman? Are you giving me my space? Are you giving me my place? Sorry, as a woman. Because as a woman, I am giving you your place, even though it's just for the photo, if that makes sense. All right. Gusta? I would say for the men out there, because I know you love the men. (laughs) Give them some advice. Who should they avoid? I would say, I have two. So I would say dishonest women, um, because that's going to be a very big problem in a relationship. And I would, this might be a little controversial, but I would say like women who party a lot, like blacking out every weekend, Mm. getting drunk all the time. Like, I just think, I think that's a big red flag personally. Oh yeah. Huge red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like thinking to myself. Colossal. (laughs) Yeah, that girl was not a good one. All right. Uh, Last topic. We're moving on and then we'll we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up. This has been great. So if everyone's holding their bathroom breaks in, you got about 10 minutes left. Yeah, I told you bathroom before (laughs) the show. I told you, Tammy. I'll be playing games. So we're going to utilize our our lovely friend, my new best friend, my ex girlfriend, Chelsea Handlers. Words against her again, uh, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. I feel like Clarissa, Clarissa is not going to be an advocate of this, but Chelsea, I'm not sure if you know this, she is a founding member of the Pro One Night Stand Coalition. It's a big deal, uh, and she's a huge advocate of getting your one night stand on. So let's play the clip, and we'll and we'll uh, react on the other side. It's me, Chelsea. You caught me in a state of undress. That's better. (laughs) I'm here to talk about the importance of one night stands, the building blocks to a better you. As the founding member of the Pro One Night Stand Coalition, I am here to tell you that there is no shame in the one night stand game. Nothing will teach you what you like and what you don't like faster. Maybe you don't like missionary or cowgirl or a reverse triple axle back handspring into a double tuck dismount. I dated a figure skater once. You know how you can figure all that out right away? 
a one night stand. Plus, nobody tries as hard as they do on the first time. Let's face it. Here's the best part. If you didn't enjoy it, you never have to see that person again. Time saved. One night stands. Can't remember their name? No shame. Oh, hi there. It's me, Chuck. Okay, so we've had this entire conversation of it's comedy, it's a joke, it's satire. She's really not waking up drinking vodka at 9 a.m. No way. She's joking about not wanting to get married, not having kids. Kind of not a joke. She's joking about banging random dudes and having one night stands. She's leading the charge. She's the founding member of the pro one night stand coalition. So, uh, quote unquote, can't remember their name? No shame. So, clearly she's crushing the body count Olympics. She's, she's destroying that game. Uh, we can have a conversation of uh, the difference between men and women when it comes to the body count, but that's not where we're going right now. Uh, the Pro One Night Stand Coalition. Can't remember their name, no shame. Increase your body count advocacy. Clarissa, you've been very open that I'm, I'm like a one and done kind of a woman. I married Leo, high school sweetheart. Would you advocate for women to uh, increase their body count and go home with a guy on the first night? One night stand. What are your thoughts? Of course not. Um, I I don't have an issue with what Chelsea's saying. My issue is that that's only like her her lens and and the light is being shined on her and not on all of the other options. So standing here as a woman who is married, who's had one partner, who has the kids, who who did all of that, like her clips highlight all of the negativity. Like I don't have screaming kids, Chelsea, they're not always screaming. Like yeah. there are great moments. Um, you know, I don't know if this is, I don't know what the references were to like waking up in a in a bed by yourself, but there are so many good things that happen in she's a bed. She's only focusing yeah, she's on focusing the negatives. Clearly, she's focusing on all the negative things, and she's shining a light. and it, And it's almost like the complainers have the microphone, and yes. it's like I want the people who are happily married, who have had kids and have enjoyed having kids, and are having um, a great career, and are having a great marriage, and are having all of these things, and and give them the microphone and tell them, yes. while Chelsea has a right. I feel like her microphone is the loudest right now, and, mm -hmm. and I feel like somebody else needs to be shining a light on all of the good things that come from it. The because founding member of the Pro One Night Stand Coalition, <laughs> Tammy. Um, you know, word on the streets is you're not a founding member, but uh, not only are you a, a client, you're the player president. What are your thoughts on one night stands? Do you think women should do them or no? There's pros and cons. Yeah. Okay. Give well, me the pros and cons. Well, this is well. I'm gonna say this. Um, Let's start with the, with the, 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 you don't want to have body count on you like that because it's like stock value, number one. And people talk. As soon as people say, oh, yeah, I hit so-and-so, oh, I hit so-and-so, you go in a room and guys are, that's the first thing they say, oh, that's so-and-so, yeah, I hit that. You don't want to be that girl either. And then that's like stock value. You drop your value down. It's, it's, you want to keep your stock up. So yeah. you don't want to go around giving your Pikachu out and stuff. It's not <laughs> what you want to do. But the, 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 the pro in that, I guess, is, yeah, you don't got to deal with the person. You get to go crazy. Hey, if it's for you, Can't it's for remember you. his name? No shame. Yay, man. All good. Keep well, you moving. know, they say that um, <laughs> men care about a woman's past, but, men, but women care about a man's future. So if you're that chick just banging it out, men will be like, yeah, you're, you're good now, but you bang 
Yeah. Bill and yeah. Ted and all their excellent adventures <laughs> and Rick and Bobby and Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky and Mike. Like, you're that, great, that's but gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move elsewhere. We guys, Whereas, guys like, can't handle it. A chick, for the most part, if she's like, well, she had sex with Tammy and Susie and Becky. It's like, well, I don't know. I'm kind of, kind of interested now. <laughs> and now I want to know what they all see in this guy. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah, guys can't handle a girl with too, too, too much of a body no, count. Uh, you guys got egos. That's and true. You can't well, handle it. <laughs> and y'all want us think to about expect it. I mean, to handle it. Yeah, I think we all have egos, but it, it goes to a deeper conversation for, uh, I don't even have enough time for this, but like, is it harder for a man or a woman? It's a crazy number right now, so brace yourself. Is it harder for a man or woman to have sex with 100 people? What's harder? I get that you're at one. What's harder to do, a man or a woman, to have sex with a hundred people? A man. A man? Yeah. Man or a woman? I think it goes both ways. I know okay. people that's banged out probably more than a hundred. Yeah, a guy or a girl? Both. Okay, how easy was it for the girl? Super easy. How, oh, how, yeah. how hard was it for the guy? Uh, yeah, a little harder. Challenge, what, what, challenging. Tell me about that guy that banged a hundred girls. Well, I, I, let me, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to picture him. Ready? Ready? <laughs> okay. He's broke. He's short. He has no game. He has no connections. He has no friendships. He dresses like shit. He's got nothing going on in his life. Is that him? He's not being in the, no, exactly. No. Motherfucker. <laughs> he's no. tall. He's good looking. He's got money. He's got game. He's got access. He's got friends. Yeah. He's got a network. Yeah. It's a lot motherfucking harder for a guy to bang out a hundred chicks yeah. for a hot chick to throw on some lipstick and says, I guess I'm going to take down a dude tonight. It's a totally different situation. Oh, for sure. Now do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for Would sure. you like to retract your answer now? <laughs> Shit. I'm like... Court adjourned, y'all. No, you're okay. right. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I know I'm right. Yeah. I guess right. I'm around people that is very easy on both sides. All right. What were you going to say? That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're going back to the one night stand. Yeah, one night stand. I am not a member of the club. All right. And I'm not supportive of the club. You're not supportive of the no. club. Are you... Uh, I'm not supportive of the club either. I don't judge anyone who yeah. uh, believes otherwise, but I am not supportive. I don't advocate for that because I do believe that emotionally you will feel some mm -hmm. type of way, whether you want to or not. Whether you remember their name or not, you will feel something, and this goes for the man and for the woman. Because what happens about sex is that sex is not just, oh, I came, that's it. Sex is much more than just an erection or pleasure. Sex is a spiritual connection. And that's what we forget sometimes. Thank God, Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. I hear you. This is a spiritual connection, meaning that you're in me, not just literally, but spiritually as well. And when you leave, a little bit, a little piece of you stays in me, just as a little piece of me stays with you. I think uh, women. Uh, I like to believe that. I, I, I can understand it. why you a woman would I, give that answer. I, yeah. I don't know too many men that are like. It was so spiritual no, out there. She, was, I, she might have been saying, oh, God, all night. But I don't know if she was really. But 
I'm not. We're reciting like, Bible verses. Man, my world is. But okay, go ahead. Spiritual. Yeah. That's not what I mean. I'm not talking about. Oh Jesus, it was amazing. Or yeah. wow, this is so beautiful. No, I'm saying like you have demons and I have demons too, homie. So <laughs> guess what? Yeah. A little bit of you is saying it to me, and a little bit of my. Now we're getting the devil too. involved. Hell yeah, yeah. let's get crazy it's here. But it's heaven and hell. It is. Gusa, what were you gonna say? You're exchanging energy with another yes. person. So if you're <laughs> having sex with someone who's like a very bad person, like that energy is going to be a part of you now. Okay. So I I understand yeah. what you're saying with the spiritual thing. Like Absolutely. it's not like oh Jesus, yeah. like whatever. Like, <laughs> it's more of like it's a very sacred thing to be doing, and you yeah. shouldn't be doing it with just anyone. Mm -hmm. It's a very special thing that you I should understand. just share with the select okay. few. Yes. Uh, Shamara, you look like you're you're just. Oh, I'm having fun. Chomping at the bit, <laughs> way in right here. I, 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 to Flo's point, I don't know if it stays with me spiritually, but mentally, <laughs> mentally there's a note in my mind. All you women out there are still spiritual. Okay, what I will say is this. Uh, as a, uh, <laughs> we doing super chats anyway? No, yeah, we'll do super chats in a second, then we'll do uh, the happy ending. But I will say, earmuffs you, because, you know, you've, you're uh, someone who's been, let's just say, partying, uh, been around the block in Miami South Beach for 20 years and counting now. Uh, here's a lesson out there for men out there. If you end up having a one night stand with a girl, uh, because we all know that it is a girl's, a, a guy's job to attain the woman, but it's a woman's job to retain the man. A guy has to put in work, take her on a date, pay for the drinks, do it all, get the Uber, pick her up, do all the romanticize, be a gentleman. And if there's a connection and they do have sex and there is that situation, it is now on the woman to kind of prove that she's worthy of a follow-up call, mm -hmm. right? Is she just a slutty girl or did it, I don't, what just happened? So a guy has to put in a lot of work. So here's my message to the men out there. If you do become one of these one night stand situations, not saying I've done it, but from what I hear, <laughs> this is what you should do. Never text her again. Hold on, hold on. If she does not text you back after she slept with you on the first night, dude, that is not a girl you would ever want to date because that is casual one night fling sex. That means she does it quite often. Red flag. However, she leaves your place the next day, the next morning, and she texts you back the next day, a couple days later, whatever it is, and says, hey, had a great time, good night. I never do that, whatever that whole excuse is. Uh, at least she's the one texting you and you're not kind of chasing her. There's a big difference. Like if a girl has sex with you and she, and she is just casual about it and it's no big deal and that's a red flag situation for me, all right? No? Tammy, you look like you want to weigh in on this one. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I do believe that she has... A lot of people take sex as a sport nowadays. It's like a sport. And I, I'm around these worlds. I'm not saying I agree with it, and I, that's what I do, but I sit around me all the time, and I got to kind of like, hey, do you. That's what they do. But, yeah, a lot of people do that a lot. Sex is a sport. Yeah. It's very interesting. I'm There's very, a scoreboard. There's a body count. Dude, I'm winning. I'm losing. I, that one really it went down it goes down and it's just like i'm in these worlds where it's just like not like middle class america but we're in a very fast-paced moving world where i feel like what is I'm this world from. that you're living in over here dude i'm in la hollywood there you talking about hey it's like it's, it's not called show friends baby it's a show business no we out here. screwing everybody and i'm just like wow yeah. like hey okay um 
<laughs> Very interesting. We're sport, we're sport sexing over here. Anyway, we have now come to the end of the show. Uh, give yourselves a beautiful round of applause for all your beautiful answers out there. Let's get to the super chats, and then we'll do what is known as the happy ending. All right, all right. So we got uh, not that Tammy. <laughs> we got a few super chats. Uh, somebody super chats. You got to come a little better. But shout out to Randy for dropping five in the bucket. Heard a guy died with ninety nine cats in his apartment. That's a sad shame. Uh, greetings, Adam. Ask the ladies how they feel about David's bridal shop closing. I don't know if they care about a bridal shop <laughs> closing. Does that, does that uh, upset like going anybody out of here? Business or just a particular store? <laughs> going out, going of out of business. Oh. Because if it was just one store, you yeah, know, Flo's not going to get upset. Yeah. If they're all going out of business. Yeah, because why is it going out of business? I mean, there's because a lot of... Because women aren't getting married. David's bridal shower can't afford the fucking rent. <laughs> Nobody's buying dresses. They're renting the runway. <laughs> why would I buy the cow if I get the milk for free, Flo? Exactly. That is a great question. It's very spiritual. <laughs> all right. Uh, next one. Tony, shout out to you for dropping 20 in a bucket. I prefer insights over insults. So with that being said, masculine-fueled women should research the failures of being a man first, like losing 50% of your alimony, being under six feet and not ripped, and only making 60 k <laughs> a year maximum equals depression. I'm sorry you're going through that, bro. <laughs> and uh, Elizabeth, question for you. Uh-oh. If hap- if you are happily married, then why is your Instagram not reflecting that? Pictures of food and high-scale restaurants, but not even one picture of you guys happily married? Hmm. Extensively portraying yourself as single. Okay. Um, Hold on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to light this guy up. I'm not going to do that. Um, cause you're probably under six feet. Um, but let's just say that's between me and my husband. Number one, um, number two, the reason he's not on there has nothing to do with our relationship and has a lot more to do with work, which I will not bring on here cause you don't want to talk politics on here. Um, but at every single one of those restaurants, he's the one that took the photo. Um, every single night that I'm not at a restaurant, I am cooking for him. Um, anytime I leave my house, I'm with him. So though I appreciate how worried you are about our relationship, I think we're doing a lot better than you. So thank you. Mm. Very diplomatic. And he was he's stalking your Instagram. I he know. wants to he's know. He's not the only one. I know. By the way, <laughs> shout out to your husband being your Instagram photographer. Thank you. It's it's a difficult job. Yeah, it's a hard job out there. <laughs> Never again, bro. All Never right, last one again. comes from uh, the homie beat in cheeks. My guy. Uh, white shirt. Uh, I think he means you on on Guste. Guste. Uh, white shirt. White shirt needs to suffer the consequences of <laughs> falsely accusing men of grape culture and thinking the majority of men are out here doing horrible crimes. Stop the cap. Wait, what? <laughs> I, and I that's our last one. Didn't say that, but okay. Well, here's let's let's uh, wind down the show. This is what I call the happy ending. This is where. Um, we try to bring a message out there to our friends out there. I think our goal here is really to bring men and women together. Like, this isn't that show that's like, look at all these dumb bitches out here. I like, know. Like, if, so, if girls want to say some stupid ass shit, feel free. But at the same time, we, I do truly believe that there's a role for a man and a role for a woman. And despite what modern society is saying today, men are men and women are women. And let's just embrace what men are bringing to the table, the best of what men are bringing to the table, and the beauty and the elegance of what women bring to the table, and let's respect that. So, where I wanna go here uh, with the happy ending is, 
How can men and women be better together? Quick response, final word. Go ahead. I don't know how to answer a difficult question that fast. You got uh, this. I would just say being honest always because usually things come out much too late and when they come out in the moment they usually mean a lot more and you can fix the problem a lot quicker and support the best version of the person that you're with. Okay. 20 years strong, high school sweethearts, how can men and women coexist in this crazy thing that we call life, living on the one planet we got despite what Elon Musk is trying to do? How can we be better together? Um, never assume always verify and uh, we avoided a lot of arguments by making sure that um, he knew exactly why I was upset versus assuming you should know why I'm mad in our discussions. So always being transparent in your conversations and never assuming um, somebody should know or um, you should know why I'm upset. I'm just going to tell you why I'm upset. There's no there's no dancing when you're in the ring. Mm -hmm. In the ring, it's like, I'm just going to be very transparent. This, this, and this is bothering me. I'm not going to have you guess why I'm upset. I'm just going to tell you. Nice. So just communicating clearly. And don't assume, because yes. you know what happens when you assume. Yes. You make an ass out of you and me. I don't know Tammy. <laughs> go ahead. Tammy, let's go. Understanding and communication. It's very simple. I feel like uh, in my past relationships, I can't say nothing bad about my past relationships because we always had uh, that clarity between one another. I think it's very important to be your, be your, the real you. Don't try to go into a relationship trying to be someone that you're not because you want to gain or get this person and then you're not living in your truth and then you got to fake this person that just because you want to keep and attain this man or woman. I, um, I think it's very important just communication and understanding of one another. Okay. Beautiful. Um, I want to say, because I thought I understood the question, but I don't know if it's because I misunderstood the question. You were saying, how can we coexist? How can we get, like, there's so much with the, in society today, it's men versus women, it's okay. black versus white, Republican versus Democrat. Right. Everyone wants to provide, you know, their two cents, but we're trying to find, provide solutions here. That's why we have right. beautiful, smart women like you. How can men be better? How can women be better? How can they coexist together? Being respective and courteous of each other's differences, agreeing to disagree. Okay, that's very spiritual of you. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, because they were talking about relationships, so that's not what I had heard. So I was like, should I talk about relationship point of view or yeah. you know, general point of view? Thank you. Gusta, bring us home. I say listen to each other, but listen to understand, not mm -hmm. to respond. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Listen to understand, not to respond. Yeah. Okay. So you said... Uh, honesty. Honesty. You said communication, don't assume. You Un said understanding. Understanding. You said agreeing to disagree. Agreeing to disagree. To and you said listen to understand. To understand. understand. Okay. Not to well, here, let's, let me look in the camera. I'll give you my hand. <laughs> Chelsea, uh, I know we're going through some stuff right now. Chelsea Handler. I know that we're not seeing eye to eye, but I want to let you know that I, um, you said. What? What did you say again? <laughs> the honesty. Thing. I want to be yes. honest with you, Chelsea. I want to be goddamn honest with you. What happened with us, I think, was just a bump in the road. I think we need to stop assuming <laughs> that we need to uh, start communicating a little bit more and respect each other a little bit more. We both have a voice in this thing, Chelsea Handler. And I'm not just, I'm not just talking while you're 
listening. I'm not just, I'm listening while you're talking. I'm doing all the above. I got two ears and one mouth for a reason here, Chelsea Handler. I respect you. I want to be honest with you. I don't want to assume with you. I want to, I want to communicate and I want to listen when you're talking, Chelsea Handler. So I promise I'll respond to your DMs. I promise I will. And uh, we'll see if Chelsea Handler maybe wants to come on the show and we can duke this out and hug it out at the end of the show <laughs> together. Would you guys like to see that? Chelsea on the Ooh, show? We're in touch with her camp right now and we'll see what happens. Would any of you guys like to be on the show with Chelsea if she's here? Yes. When okay. I get back to Hollywood, I'll, I'll send a note. That's right. All right. Thank you guys for being with us today. If you see this, tag Chelsea and let her know we're talking about her and we're thinking about her because we invited her on the show. We're in touch with her camp. Give us a tag. Shamari, thank you for doing all that you do. Thank you guys for being with us. Subscribe to the show. We'll see you guys tomorrow where we react to stuff that's going on in the world today. Save that money. We out.